You're listening to The Building Code. I'm Tom Houghton, joined by my co-host, Paul Wirth, VP of Sales. Hello. That's me. <laughs> That's you, Paul. <laughs> that was a new intro for us, but we're, we're working it we're out. We're working it out. It's good. We're workshopping Moving it. Moving on to our guest. Moving on to our guest. We're joined today by Brandon Patterson from Iowa Skilled Trades. Brandon, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Hello, Brandon. We are live from BTU. Yep. This is my personal favorite episodes because there's a lot of energy, a lot of buzz. And you can hear it in the background. Right. Which gives you anxiety. But don't worry. It'll be fine. <laughs> we're going to make it. Tom, the sound engineer. But uh, yeah, super happy to have you here, Brandon. What do you think of BTU so far? This is amazing. I don't know. You never know what to expect without, you know, putting faces to the name and everything else, but then to actually walk the campus and see all everything that uh, goes with it, it's been really good. Yeah, a lot of people are like, can't wait. Going to hop a plane to Omaha for a software conference. Right. Sounds like a party. <laughs> Sounds riveting. Yeah. So yeah. I like that, though. Low expectations. Low expectations. That's what I always want in my life. That's right. Especially for my wife. Like, just <laughs> keep it low. Then we can just right? knock it out of the I'm park. Just, I'll try my best. That's good. Good. Brandon, Brandon. let's talk about your background. Uh, give us a background on you, but also on Iowa Skilled Trades. Sure. My background is kind of, if we're going to talk building industry anyway, yeah. grew up in the trades. My uh, family has had been in the plumbing business for over 40 years. My grandma, who's over 90, still shows up every day to the office and opens the doors. Um, wow. My parents were invested in that business for over 30 years. And then, so, you know, just growing up in plumbing outside of school, then I got uh, hired by Ferguson, you know, an international company, company really. Um, worked in Vegas during the housing boom in Colorado and Omaha, and then uh, back to Des Moines, actually, and then got into real estate uh, for eight years and then moved on to actually doing workforce development for this Iowa Skilled Trades thing uh, full-time through the Home Builder Association of both Des Moines and Iowa. And that is kind of an initiative, if that's what you call it, you know, like really like a movement behind trying to get, bring careers to the trades and, you know, like workforce development, but then also, you know, collaborating with people like Nick Schiffer with the Keep Craft Alive's and the fine home buildings and the builders of Instagram and just trying to spread it nationally as well. Um, so we're a young movement. If you want to say that, we're probably only two and a half years old, but uh, we've made a lot of big impact in our first couple of years. That's, yeah, awesome. that's really cool. So um, Des Moines, Iowa is where you're based, but you're trying to spread the word nationally and you do that through networking with other young construction professionals that sort of get it. Absolutely. I'm the super weirdo that reaches out to people yeah. online, on Instagram mostly, but also through Facebook or Twitter or whatever. LinkedIn is one of my favorite places on the planet. And I always say that people are like, LinkedIn? I'm like, yeah, there's a lot going on there. But uh, <laughs> that, the, should be the new, that, that should be the new tagline. <laughs> LinkedIn. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> Check us out. <laughs> should yeah. be ours. I mean, yeah. people our age, at least, you know, like the younger ones and, and, you know, people, there are some that are even older than us that are they're on there and they're engaging and they are trying to actively, you know, make, make that next generation of tradesmen and women. Um, and you know, like the keep craft alive thing where they want to bring, you know, a sense of pride back into it. So, you know, like that's who we're reaching out to try and, you know, create relationships and network with those guys. That's awesome. It's super important. We've talked about it in a few episodes. There is a labor shortage yes. and you can slice that a million different ways of why's and what, what a labor shortage actually means. But the bottom line is, and we talked a little bit this off air, off air. there you go, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is, I don't think people think it's cool 
to be blue collar yeah. or a blue collar job or right out of high school. And I think it should be cool. You're going to make some money right away. Like that, that's one of your angles as well, right? Absolutely. Just like, like your it, speaking point. Yeah. I don't think that it's funny to me growing up in it. I have a very different view of what blue collar is. And I don't think blue collar is even a term that necessarily exists anymore. Probably. Yeah. Everything's changed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say even, you know, my parents made great money when they were doing it, but even now you can make so much more money yeah. because there's even less people doing it. It is truly a skilled niche area where, you know, like, so I always say like, if you wanted to be a handyman in that under 35 to $45,000 business, maybe remodeling, quick bathroom remodels, quick this and that, you could make a ton of money doing that set your own prices because most remodelers won't take jobs that are under like, you know, the $40,000 range, especially if they're, they're established remodeler, I should say, they're not going to take those jobs because their business is too big, too much overhead. They can't afford to take Mm -hmm. a job that small. Mm -hmm. So somebody taking those jobs could really make a huge impact right away and probably franchise that business and -hmm. put it all over the place. Yeah. I mean, plumbers, electricians, I mean, like, we just were doing plumbing in our house and the the rate that I was being charged, I was like, uh, this is better than like what I think we pay our doctor. Like, I mean, in terms of pay, there's a lot of money on the oh, table yeah. for these guys. Like every time Dick and Harry's going to college and becoming like a BDR or like a, or like a CPA or like whatever, right? Yeah. Not many people are doing actual skilled trades at age 18. By the time Joe College is back, done partying for four years, or in my case, six and a half. Um, a lot of people go to school for six and a half years. Yeah, they're absolutely. called they're called doctors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Derailed you with that I was one, working. sorry. Um, you know, that that person's four, year, four years ahead with experience, with making money, all that. Yeah, it's it's uh, really interesting. The uh, There's such a huge gap out there between even like, so when you we were doing a, an event a few years ago, they were telling us that the youngest heavy equipment operator, I believe was like mid twenties, right? Then the next one was 10 years older. And then the next one after that mid 30 year old was in their fifties. And there was only one of the one in the twenties and maybe a few in the thirties. And then everybody else was that much older. So you just had a huge gap there created. And those heavy equipment operators are making a ton of money. Yeah. It's, it, they're really actually in some areas doing it. I don't know autonomous vehicles in a way where they have you're sitting here almost like they, they do drones, you know, where you're sitting at your house or like in a little hut and the uh, cat or the excavator or whatever could be 200 miles away. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Technology. Yeah. It's changing the industry. It Take is. Take it easy, Tech Tom. Tech Tom. I was um, going to jump all over that. I know you were. Oh, we yeah. could go right into robots. But yeah. think about it. Oh, so, like, man. with AI doing, like, AI is going to take white-collar jobs before it takes blue-collar jobs, if blue-collar exists, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That because makes sense. there is no robot ready to go out and do plumbing yet. But there are things, like, you know, with, within what even what Google has created, able to take, like, statistician's jobs, mm-hmm. which are high paying jobs, mm-hmm. I believe it was one of the highest paying jobs in 2018. Mm-hmm. Like those jobs are going to go away, actually taken by real robots, paralegals, things like that, that can go in and just harvest information. 
those jobs are going to go away before our jobs go right. away in the trades. So you got job security you're pitching as well. Yeah, absolutely. Against technology. Absolutely. That makes sense. So tell me a little bit more about the trades that we're talking about here. Give me, give us a rundown of the gamut that we're talking about. I'm a little bit different because I, 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 I open everything open to the trades. To me, you know, like even advanced manufacturing in a way is a trade, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like even if you're, you're somebody putting in, like, so I worked at Lennox putting heaters and air conditioning. Uh, units together that to me is a trade you know and it's so much cleaner than what everybody makes out you know there was LED lights and the floors were clean and everything else but uh, I would say mechanics so your automotive you know then you bring in your your people like you know obviously your carpenters your welders your things like that but those jobs even go across uh, multiple platforms if that's what you want to say or multiple industries Mm -hmm. like a welder could be anywhere Mm -hmm. in any industry really you know so it's just everything i think that includes so like from commercial to residential construction obviously those are the trades then you look at your heavy you know like maybe your your heavy industrial some of that and then also like your uh highway your transportation i would include that's a trade i mean those those people out there working their hands Mm -hmm. they know more to do with concrete than i could even figure out with clay you know like i mean they've been doing it for years so that that is definitely a trade to me too so it's i'm a little bit more open and what and inclusive and what i would consider a trade and the goal here is again to raise awareness about this program but also to get young people interested in this and show them that there is good money to be made here yeah absolutely and it's not just even showing the uh showing the kids you know the biggest complaint that you'll hear from most of them is showing the parents right because the parents are driving them to whatever they want to be right go be a lawyer right <laughs> whatever you know like i think it's natural <laughs> instinct i think for i saw a, that in a movie somewhere yeah exactly <laughs> or a doctor yeah i, I don't know every, everyone wants their kids to be a doctor and lawyer really and apparently they're also all from the East Coast. Yeah, I don't know why I went. I, went, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I went New York on that. I, apparently, I've got a lot. You got a lot to offer. My, my parents never did that to me. They knew. Did they? <laughs> they knew that they, was, oh, I was they barking up the wrong that. tree. <laughs> there, there was no like, hey Paul, let's go to law school. They're like, hey, go any school. Yeah, let's but just, we'll take anything. Just get that. I think but, but then again, they, they were pushing me to school. Right. I think it's just natural for the parents to want something better for their kids, and I understand yeah, that. I'm totally. a parent too. I still, you know, like I grew up differently, so I. I am not going to push my kids either way, but I know a lot of people do. They just want something better. Our job is to show them that this is something better. You know, you can earn while you learn. You technically, the thing is that, you know, it is lifelong learning if you enter one of these trades. Mm -hmm. And if you want to just keep leveling up and be better, you want to be the business owner. You know, you could start from the bottom, be the business owner. I know you guys are going to talk to Nick, but like, I mean, even his story, like all there, there's so many good stories where they're starting as, you know, a framer or deck builder or whatever, then they go to building their own business and then owning, they have their own crew and everything else and then branching out to remodeling and new homes. I mean, there's just so many different levels to what we do. Yeah. Most of our guests on the podcast, we talked to them about, Hey, what's your story? How'd you get into it? Many of them were, Hey, I was good at this. So I decided to start my own business. It's, it, and it's why our company takes upon ourselves to say, hey, not only do we want to show you Builder Trend and how can you get better project management communication, but we also want to layer in how you can get better at your business side of things. Because you were a trade and you're really good at, at doing that, but sometimes that doesn't transition into being a good business owner. So we like supporting them that way too. Yeah, I think that's sense. where you see, I know other people talk about it, is where you see some of that uh, 
the the skilled labor gap or the, the whatever it's actually kind of more of a you know a training gap in there but if you're empowering them and you're building them to be you know better business owners or better employees or whatever my don't, they might not even leave your company. They might stay with you forever because of loyalty, because you're right. showing them how to build these, you know, you're, you're empowering them with this mm -hmm. knowledge and going out and learning mm -hmm. these things that mm -hmm. they'll stick around. And, you know, that's on us too, to, to provide that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's cool. So tell us more about Iowa Skilled Trade. You guys have a campus in Des Moines. Is that right? Correct. It's actually called the uh, Skilled Trades Academy at Ooh. Central Campus. That's a sweet name. Yeah. Sounds really. I cool. feel Wait. like like the Avengers music should be playing in the background. Speaking <laughs> about names, uh, you said something earlier. So earn while you learn. That should be your logo. Earn while you learn is actually that's a great one. It's definitely an apprenticeship motto. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. That they use whether it's union or non-union, but it is a motto that a lot of people use. And right now in Iowa, they're definitely pushing hard on apprenticeships, and we're trying to help create those apprenticeships too. Not as easy as it sounds. Work in progress, but we are working on to try and do that. So. The skilled, trade, the skilled Trades Academy is at a central campus. It's downtown Des Moines. Um, the school's been there for a very long time. It used to be a Model T factory, which just fits perfectly for the Skilled Trades Academy, right? Mm -hmm. um, offer a lot of different niche programs like marine biology, fashion, radio, television, like that type of just really cool stuff where you can go in and learn outside of your normal high school uh, programs. Um, welding existed there and carpentry existed there off and on forever. Welding's kind of been the staple, but we wanted to create a place in the Des Moines area where everybody could come and have these other schools from around the metro, we call it like the Golden Circle, come in and you know, if you live in Waukee or if you live in Johnston, technically you can go to there and you can learn um, the skilled trades. So basically we privately funded this school through industry partners, you know, like your Craig Tools and your, we had the Home Builders Association and we had some of our largest builders in the Metro Hubble Homes, you know, like donate to build this. So we've built over $2 million to be able to put this program on and we're, you know, helping create curriculum and helping do all these things. So we offer plumbing, heating, cooling, electric, um, drywall or finishing, um, all those, and of course, the welding program is still there and awesome. Um, and then the carpentry program has actually expanded from what it was um, to what it is now. So, and you were telling me earlier, so a high school student in your area, he can go to your your school and, and get credits back to his high school. Correct. So, and the way that we're trying to build it too is actually it's a right now we're working with uh, NCCER um, and then also a union and then also trying to like just figure out you know what works best whether it's a community college curriculum mm -hmm. whether it's this NCCER curriculum which is actually industry accepted through union and non-union or is it this union piece or is it that's the piece that's accepted more for electric and carpentry so we'll use this one for that or whatever so that's kind of a part that we've continued to tweak but yeah using the NCCER at least that way they're getting their core and it's accepted mm -hmm. outside of once you graduate high school, union, non-union, accepted both ways. The kids can pick which path they want to go, but we're giving them what they need to start some of like the OSHA training, things like that. Apprenticeship, like what makes an apprenticeship not just my first job out of college and I train on the job, like what is officially an apprenticeship? Like what does that mean? So technically that could be your first job out of college, could be right. an apprenticeship, but it yeah. has to be uh, I don't know if licensed, but certified through the U.S. Department of Labor. Okay. 
will have apprenticeship programs, then your states have their apprenticeship programs. So right now there's a big push through Future Ready Iowa to have, you know, to build our workforce or skilled workers. Well, you have to have some of those apprenticeships in place to be able to do that, you know, and they're not all, you know, for high school age kids, obviously they're for people of all ages, but it just allows businesses kind of to get involved with this education process, if that makes sense to, you know, like the HBA, where, our, you know, where I'm from could technically have our apprenticeship, maybe even through one of our builders or through one of our remodelers or have one of our own, somebody can come up through that apprenticeship, possibly get credits going into union or whatever. What is the advantage for a business to have an apprenticeship program over just hiring kids and training them? That's what I'm, I'm trying to understand that from a business point of view. I would say some of the dollars for education that are available is part of that. Like possibly okay. you could get funding to, to be able to create those programs. Oh, I see. Okay. So you're creating the workforce, but part of that is they're maybe giving you some dollars to be able to create that curriculum or use that curriculum to, instead of doing one kid, maybe you're doing 20, 30, 40, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. I would say that's probably part of the benefit of having their apprenticeship That makes program. sense. Yep. Cool. Bring apprenticeships back. Yeah. Yeah. What's the ultimate goal? Like, where do you want to see this program go? What's the future look like of it? Oh, I've got all sorts of crazy goals. <laughs> I probably can't even say them all. He's a visionary. Yeah. Like, to me. I like visionaries. I know. You know, with Iowa Skilled Trades is like, we just keep doing what we're doing. Like, we are growing slowly. We've been around for, you know, two and a half years, but we've been... We've made huge impacts in what we've done. I want to keep being able to make those impacts, keep collaborating and teaming up with who we're teaming up with, like our unions and our non-unions, and just going across not only those lines, but also state lines. You know, we're talking to like Nick Schiffer and those guys with Modern Craftsman and, you know, in Vegas when we all met up there for uh, International Builder Show, we had a meetup with builders of Instagram, Modern Craftsman, tradesmen of Instagram, doing events like that. So then we're not just helping our cause, we're helping the national cause at that point. We raised money for two different women's groups that day. Uh, on separate coasts. So one on the, the New York side and then one on the uh, yeah, Oregon side. So it was awesome to be able to keep doing stuff like that. I mean, sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned. I do want to create more apprenticeships and have something like a template because creating it is the hardest part. So if we can create a template where then our people can go and just be like, hey, I want to you know, create an apprenticeship, we just give them a folder that's already created or like an electronic document and all they have to do is fill out their, mm -hmm. we did all the work, it's ready for you. We want to keep giving scholarships. We want to keep building our program at Central Campus, but I would love to see satellites. There are other places that have done satellites like where you can get adult education and, you know, maybe like those kids in our rural areas can get to, not everybody can come to Central Campus, right? Right. So mm -hmm. these rural, we have all these old empty rural schools, tear them down or not tear them down, tear them down to the studs, you know, remodel them, make them where you can do some niche learning for different programs, not just skilled trades, but have those out there. I think creating stuff like that would be amazing and having cool. those opportunities available. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, it's just a lot of plans. Going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you told me a stat earlier, what's the average age of uh, construction workforce right now? So average age nationally, I believe is 59. 59. So you think we have an issue now? Wait yeah. five years when they all retire. That's the biggest thing that everybody is finally getting. Like, right. We're, so like, like I said it earlier, my dad's 65 and still working, but there's so many people that aren't, that are ready at that 65 where I'm out. Yep. You know, like, so in 
the uh, six years, what's going to happen? You know, like what we, we don't even know. We can't even begin to fathom what's going to happen. So you think prices are high now for a plumber. Right. Just, Just wait. wait. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll go get my plumbing license. Yeah, no kidding. You know, I grew up in plumbing. <laughs> yeah. I could probably do it. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of opportunities out there. And that's part of what our mission is to like be, allow people to see like your opportunity for growth right away is huge. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah. A wise man once told me there's a lot of ways to make a living. And I would say the opportunity is definitely out there yeah. if you want it. I would agree. So yeah. the thing with opportunities, too, and the trades in general is everybody ex it just thinks that you have to be the one getting dirty, swinging the hammer, blah, blah, blah. In my opinion, if you're an interior designer and you work with custom homes, you're in the trades. So like there's just mm -hmm. different aspects to what you do, but you're involved in, in making this bigger workforce. So like, you know, like you could work on, you know, I brought up uh, Apple and Facebook earlier. You could be working on one of those projects, but you could be a project manager who's never actually stepped foot on the job. You know what I mean? Like you're not out there swinging a hammer and, and doing that stuff. So parents need to know that too. And teachers need to know that like you're not always the one doing this backbreaking work. And you know, a lot of it now isn't always backbreaking. They have those exoskeletons right. that you can wear now mm -hmm. that take the weight for, you know, picking up drywall or yeah. shingles or whatever. That's and our parents can even imagine that stuff. I love the yeah. technology angle again. You don't want me to go to robots. I'm telling you, it's, yeah, it's the future. Let's take that off air <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> you guys talk robots. We will, we will, yeah, we will do that. I think, it's it's really awesome what you're doing because you're really putting yourself you know you're not trying to go be a plumber and make a ton of money at, at, at this uh, taking advantage of the situation you're trying to do a way bigger thing to yeah. solve it and i think that's really commendable yeah awesome. no, i appreciate it and appreciate the platform today this is yeah like i said we're, we're just kind of getting started but we've had a ton of momentum and a ton of uh movement and we like what we see so far and just going to keep on going. It's awesome, man. So we'll make sure we put in for our listeners into our show notes page, which is at buildertrend.com slash podcast. We'll put in your website, uh, information that we talked about today, but how people can get involved potentially in Iowa's skilled trades. Absolutely. So That'd be awesome. Make sure you check that out. Thanks so much, Brandon, for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, we had a great time talking. Thank yeah. you. Talking shop. Great time talking tech. <laughs> well, we had a great time. Yeah, talking. you guys you, yeah. It's going to get real weird out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Thanks right. again. Thank you. Appreciate you. Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.